A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey there, hi. Thank you so much for listening in to the Handyman Hotline. We are so excited for this episode. We have another call episode. Yay. Yeah, where I am calling people and we are going to be answering questions. We got a doozy on this one. We got calls that are about handy things. And we also got calls that are very emotional. So if you are someone who has trans kids in your life, this may be an episode that's going to have a little bit of a heavy part of it <laughs> at some point. But that all being said, it is a beautiful episode. We're very proud of this one. And I hope that you're going to enjoy it as well. As always, we have my wonderful friends, Matthew Allen Hag as my sound engineer and sometimes chimes in. Hi, Matt. Oh, hello. Oh, you having a good day, buddy? It's nighttime. Oh, it is. But you don't need to tell the audience that. <laughs> and as always, we have our fact checker. Dash creative director, dash best friend, dash co-host. <laughs> Basil's here. Wow, I have a lot of dashes. You have so many dashes. Honestly, do you identify as a dash? Maybe you should just start calling me Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash! I kind of love that, dude. <laughs> okay, all that being said, are you ready to start the poop cast? Um, I don't know about that, but I am ready to start the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. I just like snuck it in there. I wanted to see if you were going <laughs> to... It just me and Basil talking about poop for 45 minutes. But I mean, you know, I've worked in healthcare, so we probably could. Yeah, and honestly, I've cleaned so much poop. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are actually kind of poop experts. We're the people. Honestly, yeah, we would have a great poop cast together. But this isn't that. <laughs> so, everyone, I hope you sit back and enjoy the show. Here we go. Ring the first ringer. <laughs> hey, Mercury, huge fan. Name's Harrison. I, I have really long hair. My partner has really long hair, and that's caused a disaster in our drain. So it's got one of those drain stoppers that's like a round little UFO disc, and you push down on it, pull up on it. I don't know how to get it out. Now, I know how to use a drain snake, but I don't know how to clear the drain so I can get a snake down there. What do you got for me? Thanks. He, him pronouns, usually. Have a good one. Hello. Hey, Harrison, how's it going? Hey, Mercury. Yeah, it's so nice to talk to you, buddy. How's it going? Has anything gotten worse or better since you called? <laughs> uh, well, I tried those, uh, and I know on your TikToks you, 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 you say that they're not really worth anything. I now have proof, but those little drain zippers with the barbs oh, on Oh, the zippets. The plastic zippets, yeah. It got some of the hair out, so it drained a little bit better, but then it just went right back to what it was doing. So, yeah. you know, as a as a temporary get a little bit more flow, it sort of works. Yeah, and, and I see why you would go that route, right? Like, zippets, the idea mm -hmm. of a zippet makes sense. It's a mm -hmm. small one-foot, you know, plastic thing that goes right underneath the drain that should theoretically 
be able to go into the elbow and then pull some stuff out. But the, the problem is, is that the drain plug that you got specifically, you have a drain plug that is either it's a lift and turn or it's a push and pull. They're always hard to tell from like just a photo, but either way, mm-hmm. they kind of function similarly because they have like what we call to be a cross bracket like mm-hmm. underneath it. And that cross bracket uh, is actually where a lot of the hair will catch. It's like it'll, mm-hmm. it'll catch right in that cross bracket and then getting a zip it down between that and then pulling hair up. Well, that hair is probably going to be thicker on that zip it than it's going to be able to fit through that cross. Do you know what I mean? Like the hole yeah. is not big enough. So you're just cracking that plastic and it, you can lose the little teeth on that darn thing. And then you can have a bigger clog. So yeah, here's my thought process right now. First and foremost, how to get the plug off. Okay. You, you say that you have like a little, like there's a little handle that you pull up and you turn or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you pull right up on it and then it, it stops and you can push it back down. So it's like a friction sort of locking. Mechanism. Okay. So it is a push and pull, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now with that, the handle on the very top, right? Mm-hmm. Typically nine times out of 10, that handle can be removed and will reveal a screw underneath. So I did try to remove it. Obviously, I'm renting, so I don't want to like you know accidentally break it. Yes. Um, but it's it's on there real good, and I don't want to mar it up by using channel locks or anything. Oh, okay, so you're already like thinking. I got another question. Do you have an overflow drain? Uh, I do have one. Yeah. Take the overflow drain off, mm-hmm. and then snake it from there. Okay. If you snake it from the so this is a something I use. So a you're right. You shouldn't force something or break anything. A lot of stuff in tubs can be really brittle, right? Especially mm-hmm. if it's been there for a long time. And especially those stupid plugs can crack and those crossbars, if those if those crack, you gotta replace the whole darn thing and no technician yeah. wants to do that, right? So yeah. I would say that you could take a rag and wrap it around the base of that plug and then take another rag and wrap it around the top handle and then kind of like hold the base the bottom and then twist the top right you could do that and that it won't take much and don't when you whenever you have any hard if something is coming apart hard like even lung nuts on a car right the one of the worst things that you can do is try to pound on it really quickly sudden right. jerks are what causes breaks what you mm-hmm. want is a continuous, constant pressure that increases over time. So, right. if you have a longer handle, right? Like if you have a if you have channel locks that are turning it the top in one direction and try to get it off, that channel locks if it was a longer handle, like sixteen or eighteen inches, that can mm-hmm. give you more leverage and more constant pressure as you're just torquing it. Nice and slow. Do you know what I mean? But anyways, yeah. That that th- I if you don't want to risk that, the overflow drain is the best option. Okay. That's connected to that drain. So the overflow drain and your actual tub drain are connected to the same drain. They only got like maybe like one foot of a difference. And right. 
the clog you have, well, the amount of hair that you're telling me you got, like how much hair are we, are we saying like 1980s hairband hair? Are we talking about like, you know, Shania Twain, you know, I believe I'm a woman hair, you know? <laughs> so, so Megan's, so Megan's hair is definitely uh, between Shania Twain, I feel like a woman and um, uh, Ace Freely. Uh, whereas the picture. mine's a little bit a little bit closer to uh, Star Child from Kiss. Oh um, yeah, well, Dean Snyder more. from Twisted Sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay, I, I'm right in that range. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really thank you for that extremely accurate. I, I love that I could hear someone laugh what in I, the background. <laughs> that's my partner Megan. But I also Wonderful. have to mention that I've got a ZZ Top beard that's down to my navel. Oh, so we've no. also got that going on wow harrison <laughs> harrison you are bearing the lead friend wow wow this is a lot of hair this is a lot okay yeah so okay first and foremost i'm gonna say go through the overflow get a pistol right. grip hand auger if you got that much mm-hmm. hair the chances are you gotta clog this pretty far down when you turn the Probably. water on when you turn the mm-hmm. water on harrison how long does it take for it to fill up like clog. Oh, hey, how long does it take for the pretty for the fast to fill up or almost immediately? Not long. Not long. Pretty, fast. pretty fast. Pretty fast. Okay, so if it's less than ten seconds, it's probably mm-hmm. actually underneath the tub drain. If gotcha. it's like almost simultaneously, like you turn the water on and it immediately stands in the water, right? Mm-hmm. If it takes like twenty seconds or thirty mm-hmm. or forty seconds to really start backing up you got a clog that's about 8 to 12 feet away. And gotcha. that's where you go through the overflow drain. I still say, just because of easy convenience, go through mm-hmm. the overflow drain, Harrison. Right. And you should be okay. When you use, I say this all the time, but when you use the auger, please make sure that you take the tip of it at a 45-degree angle. That's yep. going to make I your totally life. I totally remember. Yeah. Uh, I say it all the, the time. The first TikTok of yours, the first TikTok of yours I saw was you talking about snakes. And I was at a different place that had a different clog in a different tub. Wow. And we went out and we got an auger and that got it going. Okay, Harrison. I just was having trouble I don't, figuring out how to I get don't, the auger. <laughs> I don't usually say this, but you are the yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> your hair I think you're the common denominator, buddy. I think your Dean Snyder hair, your Star Child mm. hair, and your your ZZ top beard may be of the culprit. But here's the thing, there's actually ways to work yeah. around that now. So like okay. now that we talked about that, we can talk about preventative stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. There's two prod projects that uh, products that I would recommend. The first one okay. is a tea shroom. Uh, which mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, something you might get in Colorado. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's a thing that will catch all of the, the hair for you. The problem right. okay. with that one is you have to take the tub drain out. Like the, mm. the, the, the plug. You would have to take that out to put it in. Gotcha. And the same thing with something called the drain funnel. I okay. really hate the drain funnel. I've made videos on it. I think it I don't think we should design anything to go down a drain. But the drain right. funnel is designed in a way that it takes the hair that we are putting into the tub and then puts it down to a very small hole in the drain funnel. So it only mm-hmm. lets one hair at a time kind of thing. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it really it's more mm-hmm. steady instead of like clump. You know what I mean? 
Um, right. So I think you could try one of those two products and see what works for you. How old is this apartment building? Pretty old? Like 100 um, years old or 20 oh, years old? Oh, definitely not 100. Maybe, maybe closer to 40, 50. Okay, so it may have cast iron pipes. And in that case, mm-hmm. you may not want to do the drain funnel. You might want to do the chief's rooms. Mm-hmm. Because if it has cast iron pipes, more likely than not, you might actually cause more problems. So I've got a $400 3D printer downstairs, and it seems to me if I get something that has some sort of a magnetic fitment to go over the existing drain plug and then just has some sort of like a uh, barb <laughs> hole system, I could just pull the hair off of it when I'm done. Sure. You do whatever you want. <laughs> Harrison, this is some MacGyver shit, buddy. And if this works, if this works, man, I'll tell you right now, you you call me back up and you and I will market this and we'll go 50-50 in a Stardust Stopper. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do yeah, no, uh we'll do we'll do 60/40. We'll do 60/40. Wow. Uh, the idea. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Way to go. No. I'm going to I'm going to start designing. I'm going to start designing. I'll hit you up uh I'll I'll text you back and let you know when it's done. Okay, that sounds perfect. <laughs> Harrison, I hope right. that 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 helped you. Good luck in everything and give Megan my best. <laughs> <laughs> will do. I will. Okay. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was a wonderful human being. Oh, what a funny person. Boy, I love funny people. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a fun one. That was a fun... Harrison was a genuinely kind person, too. I really wish them the best of luck. You know what I think is so funny about it, too? Is that, like, genuinely we always blame ourselves when it comes Mm -hmm. to this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but like honestly if you're a landlord i just don't know why you don't give people a t-shirt like i don't know why you don't have something that's designed for that i feel like it could save you a lot of money like why not have a even like if you have a newer apartment that's built less than 20 years Mm -hmm. you could probably use a drain funnel so why don't you just put a drain funnel in why don't you just put something that's going to catch it in? You know what I mean? Yeah, but see, then they would have to, like, care about the people yeah. that, that live and, there. And they're going to say something about, like, oh, then they won't have a plug. Well, then you just install a latch one. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's ways around this. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it just involves uh, work. Yeah, it does. But also, like, the amount of times that this happens. Yeah. It's one of the most common things we get calls for. And... Yet, there's, it's almost always apartments. You notice that? Mm-hmm. It's almost always renters who are calling us. Very rarely do we get questions about clogs from a homeowner. And I think that says a lot, to be honest. So if you're a landlord, get on top of it. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next call now. Bye-bye. Hello, my name is Steph. My pronouns are they, them. And I just want to thank you so, so much. I have a seven-year-old trans daughter and i'm excited that she's going to be able to grow up with people like you around and it's amazing and also a quick question i have arthritis and fibromyalgia real bad but i love woodworking and want to know if you have any tips so that i can handle the things because it's starting to hurt and i'm dropping all the things so that sucks but again thank you i love you you are the greatest person ever thank you thank you i'm so sorry i totally left a message I'm going to send the actual question that I really want to ask you is my seven-year-old trans daughter is having a lot of gender dysphoria. She has a lot of mental health issues. 
she has DMDD, she's autistic, she has ADHD. But a lot of the stuff that is going on with her body right now is confusing to her, even though we're going to get her on hormone blockers. She's having a lot of dysphoria with her arm hair. And if there's anything that you could have had when you were younger going through those changes, what would it be, I guess? I don't know. I just need any help to help my daughter. I'm non-binary, but from the female to male side, so I'm, I don't know anything about that stuff. So if you can help me, that'd be great. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Hello? Hey there. Hi. How's it going, Steph? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I hope that you're having a good day. Uh, it's yeah, for so- sure. It sounds like you got a lot going on. Uh, and... Yeah. I first of let's start with with your pain. Let's talk about your pain management and what we can do to relieve that while you're doing some handiwork and then we'll get to the more personal stuff with your your kiddo. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. What kind of handiwork do you do? Well, I try to do it all. <laughs> but <laughs> my wife usually fixes it after I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> All She's that. really good at it. I try to. <laughs> you do, basically try to do a little bit of everything. Uh, now, Yeah, I like to do woodworking, and I do, like, you know, coat racks for the kids. And we have four kids, so we do a lot of the cheaper the better, and usually it's doing it yourself. When, you, when <laughs> you're doing it, are you doing it, like, hours at a time? Are you weekend warring with this, or are you doing it pretty consistently all the time? I mean, I used to, like, weekend warrior it, like, all the time. And then I do have fibromyalgia and some kind of arthritis they can't figure out. So, lately, it's just, like, any with the vibration of, like, the sander, even the drill sometimes. It just, like, yeah, I just drop it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't safe. Maybe I should stop for a while. Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, when you have, when you have that, you can't even, like, hold something properly if you have that much vibration. What kind of... Oh, oh, yeah. Are we talking, uh, is this like a corded sander that you have? No, it's a cordless DeWalt. Cordless DeWalt. It's a five-inch orbital. Okay. Yeah. What's the voltage on it? Is it a 20, oh, 20 volt? It's a 20 volt battery, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and sadly, you're not going to get a whole lot, you know, you're not going to get a whole lot from the smaller ones, right? Like, if you get like yeah, a... Yeah, I try the Makita corded because I can at least variate, like, the speed, you know, and that seemed to help a little bit, yeah. but then my piece looks like caca. So, you know, what do you do? I, I will say this. I I will just tell you right now. I hate Orbiter Sanders. I I yeah. I think that when it comes to woodworking, they're one of the most inefficient ways. They look like they go across the grain. They damage the wood. They make it. They, they like they'll always take the um that they they'll always be a, a, a not so nice line here or there with those dumb things. I like oh, yeah, that's I like sanding blocks. I like belt sanders and sanding blocks, and that might be oh, yeah. a little bit easier on the joints to some extent. Um, belt sanders have a different kinds of problems. You know, that's a lot of power to have in there. Yeah. But maybe that's something you can invest in, right? Do you wear any type of compression gloves when you're doing any type of work or anything? I do not. Okay. So I wear compression wrist sleeves. That I've gotten, uh-huh. I've gotten off Amazon. I, I we use it actually when I do my book signings. I don't wear them all the time, but when my wrists are starting to act up, or I've done like a bunch of signings in a row and I'm a little worn out, it really helps me a lot. Like it, it makes me not even think about it. So I, I say definitely look into the compression sleeves. Okay, awesome. 
Yeah, I'll check them out. Now, Basil is here with me, too. Um, Basil, do you have any snippets to throw in here real quick? Just like a quick thing that, like, you know, getting some blood flow moving is usually good to help reduce stiffness. And, like, if you're losing feeling in your fingers, sometimes just, like, yeah. doing some gentle, like, closing and opening of your hands, that can help a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know... Again, this is all stuff that we're just basically trying to put a bandaid on a problem that we're, as as technicians, not going to solve, right? <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, I, yeah. I know you, I, I know this already from the tone of your voice and from how we're talking. I know that if a doctor told you you couldn't do this, you would fucking do it anyways. So oh, I find a way. Yeah, yeah. no, one hundred <laughs> way, right? Yeah. So let's try to yeah. find a way for you to live that quality of life that you want to live. Within a reasonable way, right? So yeah. I, I also say invest in a good anti-fatigue glove, okay? Invest okay. in anything that's anti-fatigue, anything, right? The mats, if they're mm-hmm. easier on your feet, anything that can help make your life easier in your workshop or anything, definitely do it, right? Okay. Like, if it, you know, it's, it's a little bit more cost prohibitive. But mm-hmm. all that stuff really adds up, especially the anti-fatigue stuff. Wow, that stuff that makes a huge difference. Yeah. And then just one okay. more thing cool. that we can mention here, too. If you have access to it, you could look into potentially getting a referral to an occupational therapist. They're like a physical mm-hmm. therapist that works with hands and arms, shoulders, stuff like that. They might be able to help you. Like, find some different ways to do things or exercises yeah. that could help. A lot of specialists will have a lot more of an, like, they won't tell you you shouldn't do something. Like, they'll basically, right. they'll they'll try to work with you first most of the time. So I yeah. say go that route and see what happens, you know? Yeah, cool. And, and, and I, mm-hmm. hope that, I hope that you get some solutions from there. I I know that probably isn't all the best thing, but I hope there's at least one or two things that you can take from that and go, yay, that kind of works. <laughs> I. I would also yeah, say it helps in the yeah. The last thing I will say it helps in the way that I slow down. So I slow down, take my time doing it. You know. The last <laughs> thing hurt. I I will say if if we're talking about your hands hurting and all that stuff, there's two things I want you to keep in mind when you're talking about tools. Okay, I want you to mm-hmm. focus on getting Milwaukee 12 volt tools. Okay, Milwaukee, Milwaukee 12 volts. Specifically, okay. their M fuel system. And now, the reason why I say that, some people hate this. Some people like uh, hate that I'm like one brand specific for this kind of stuff. But they have oh. a lot. Of, they have really low kickback. Like the drills. Oh, really? N- there's not a lot of power in them. Like the drills and the saws don't have a ton of power. But for the most of the stuff you're going to be doing, and if you want to do it long term, you know, working with a, something that doesn't have all the power you need is better than having something that has so much power it beats your arms up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then totally, I get that. whenever you're doing anything about like, if you're trying to, you know, like undo a nut from something, or if you're trying to use tools or pliers or anything, get an extension for the handle. The, the longer the handle is, the more leverage you have the less strain you're going to put on your wrists and your hands. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Right, yeah. Yeah, because it's just just simple physics that I don't understand. (laughs) 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 That will... Will help you a lot, you know, and, and I, it, yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind. Get 
they a lot of tools will have extension handles that you can attach to them. I think that that okay. is a, a way of your life. I think that the, you just want to make sure that a lot of your tools have helpers in that way. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'll okay. check it out. Now. Awesome. Thank you. Are you ready to talk about your daughter? Yes. Okay. All right. Is there any updates on how she's doing since you called me? She's, she's doing good. Just uh, as far as right now, she's actually working at, well, she's in a hospital just because she's had some behaviors and issues that the gender dysphoria seems to kickstart a lot of the time. Yeah, And it got to a point where, you know, we need a little bit more help with her right now. So she's getting that kind of help, like just seeing what kind of meds are going to be best for her. Yeah. But when she's, when she's here, which is normal, um, normally she's here, she, um, we just, we just don't know what to do (laughs) other than like saying, look, like mommy has hair on her arms or I have hair on my arms, which, but yeah, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, so, so. One of the reasons why I wanted to call you about this specifically is because this is the the, the part of um the the struggle of trans kids that people don't hear a lot. They hear a lot about the the, yeah. the like these amazing strong kids that are transitioning and they're great, everything is fine, and that just isn't right. a reality. For, uh, transitioning is hard, and and yeah. being a kid is hard, and being mm-hmm. politicized as a kid is hard. And be having everyone around you, uh, you know, just kind of criticize every part of you can be really damaging. Right. Right. So I think it's important for us to textualize all this before we talk about this. But ultimately, I think that when we're talking about body hair specifically, I mean, we we were talking about this off air about how it's kind of like a Western uh, ideology of beauty standards, right? Like it's it's a, a right. very you know colonized way of thinking of oh you had to have no body hair on your body, right? I think that mm-hmm. maybe introducing her to the beautiful world of strong, amazing women who have body hair might be mm-hmm. a, a route to go, right? that's a long route um and it does is not an immediate solution right and it seems like there's a lot of going on there's a lot going on with her mental health as it is but i do i do think that having those very tough conversations that may not always have a great conclusion but those tough conversations about beauty standards and what we see online and what we see on tv and what we see on streaming services isn't reality for 99% of people and right. hair doesn't make gender. Right. I think right. it's also important to understand that sometimes dysphoria doesn't, isn't rational. Dysphoria right. doesn't have its own consciousness. Dysphoria is irrational. Like it can really hurt us. It can make us very like sometimes I look in the mirror and I swear to God, I, I I don't see an ounce of change. Even though if I look back at pictures, I have changed dramatically in the last six years. But mm-hmm. because of my dysphoria, I sometimes will, I, I will notice every hair on my face. I will notice every yeah. single thing that makes me feel masculine. And my friends will be like, wow, you just look so feminine these days. Like, ah, oh, I can't see it. Right. Dysphoria. Mm-hmm 
blinds us to our own beauty a lot of the times. So yeah. it's important when we talk to to your daughter to have that frame of thought. Yeah. Basil, do you have anything to add here real quick, my friend? I just uh, want to add on that, you know, we, we talk a lot about dysphoria, and I think it's also important every time we talk about dysphoria to talk about euphoria and how we can help people build those feelings of euphoria. So maybe you can do like a little bit of conversation and see if there's anything that she really likes about her body, like something that makes her feel so happy. Yeah. Like something that really... A redirect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I think for me, is if I was, if, if, when I was a little kid growing up in northern Wisconsin, right, mm-hmm. I, I also hated my body, especially when I was approaching pu- puberty. When I was approaching puberty, it was like, Man, I, I thought about t- cutting body parts off of me when I was a kid, like eight, nine years old. I was thinking about that stuff. And that's not stuff yeah. that's, you know, uh, great, right? If I had right. someone in my life that was help me redirect and remind me of what about me does help me support my gender, right? Like, if, right. you know, because like she can grow her hair long, right? She she right. can do those things. She can wear the clothes that make her feel positive. She can wear long sleeves for a while if that will help her, right. like, acclimate, you know? Like, all that stuff is really important, you know? But she doesn't have to shave her her arms or wax her arms or anything, especially at age seven. You don't have to try to conform to those beauty standards. And also, right. it's important to know that cisgender girls who are seven and eight and nine years old you know like they're not even allowed to touch makeup half the time until they're like 13 14 15 or 16 and also a lot of them will struggle with that kind of stuff too and struggle with the idea of what womanhood is you know it's a very womanhood experience um and girlhood experience to experience beauty standards and to see the right. disparity that is in its own right euphoric i'm not gonna lie the first time that someone was <laughs> sexist to me based off of me being a woman i a part of me is like how dare you and another part was like well thank you <laughs> you know um yeah there's there's an interesting mentality with that i hope this helped but i don't you know it Life is so difficult to try to communicate these very yeah. complex, nuanced discussions. And I just want you to feel like you're not alone, you know? Yeah, and I appreciate it. I think that's the hardest thing, like, as parents, especially, you know, we're two moms and we had no idea we'd adopt a trans daughter. We adopted her when she was seven months old and she just navigated her own life. Like, we just let her be because there's bigger fish to fry, you know, like making sure she was healthy and safe and all those things. And, and with the age coming up and now she's experienced these things, these things, it's like, as a parent, it's like on top of all the political bull at home, we're dealing with the real reality of the situation. Like they need more attention. Our kids need more attention. I don't know. That's just how I feel. You know, I want to acknowledge that you're doing the best that you can. And that is good, okay? You are, as parents, you're all dealing with a lot as it is, right? Parents always do. But parents who who are raising trans kids are especially dealing with something on top of it. And that's a lot. It's really hard when you see politicians talk about how your kid isn't valid. Uh, 
Right. And then you have to go to your kid and you have to tell them that they're valid. I mean, that's right. That's rough. You know, like not just that, but protect them from that. I mean, she's seven. I won't let her watch the news. I won't let her hear it. I don't want her to hear it. But yeah. one day she's going to have to hear it. And that sucks. You know, you, I just want to remind you, you can't protect them from it. I, you know, this is a hard reality. I wouldn't, I would let her see it. I'm not going to lie. We, I've talked about this a lot of times with other parents about the reality yeah. of what it is to be trans in America. And of course, the most vicious, vile stuff, never, you try your best. But I also think that like it's important for us to trust their strength and yeah. trust if we are able to help bridge them and, 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 and get them into a comfortable place in their life with their own body, they're strong and they are powerful and no one's bigoted view is going to get in their way. Yeah. You see it time and time again. These trans kids are extremely, very strong people that deal with an extreme amount of hate. Uh, and yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it's okay for them to understand what the world believes on them uh, as long yeah. as you fill their life with love and you fill their yeah. existence with meaning and fulfillment that is good but they in a lot of ways they, they should know they should know what the world um, sees about us but when they get to a point and they're not sheltered anymore it's not a shell shock yeah. because like at some point you're not going to be able to protect them at some point, yeah. they will be in a in a in a tough situation, evolving their transness, and they need to be able to have the understanding and need to be able to have the built-in experience to be able to deal with that tough situation. And you only learn that by understanding how the world views you. And I that's a sucky, Ooh. sucky, terrible, awful thing. But I, yeah, I do think there's a lot of truth in that, and the ultimate call is yours, um, and your wife's, you know. And I, I just want you to know whatever the decisions you do with your daughter, whatever you decide to go with, however you help them, is good. You are doing the best you goddamn can. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I send you all my love, Steph. I know this is tough. And I appreciate it. every time I see you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that Trey has somebody, you know, some influencers like you that will be positive and there for her. And I appreciate it. Well, I, I hope that I continue to send her love and that uh, she, I get to meet her someday in person. I think that would be one hell of yeah, a story. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Send <laughs> her, awesome. send her my love and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Steph? All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice job. Yeah. It's such a hard one. It needed to be talked. Uh, we can't run away from questions like that. Yeah. You know, I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm qualified. And I'm like, no one is. Yeah. That's Not funny. even fucking psychologists and doctors are qualified to answer that question right now. You know, when it comes to dysphoria, when it comes to raising kids in a country that is actively trying to kill us. I mean, come on. Man. Our job is important. Yep. 
the amount of people that we have met um, on the road who are trans parents Mm -hmm. or trans kids has been absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. And it has been uplifting and powerful for us to see. But at the same time, there is a heavy sorrow that is in every single conversation. And it's like, no matter how much I laugh, no matter how much joy I put out, every conversation is laced with like a deadly sadness that's attached to it. And Man, trans joy is so important. Trans euphoria, as you said, is so important. But it, we will always, it feels like we'll always be fighting to have that scene, to have that trans joy seen and felt because there's so much pain to, to have. Yeah, but I, I feel like, you know, part of our generation's fight is is that exactly, is getting our trans joy seen so that yeah. maybe... You know, the next generations don't have to fight for that. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. I think that even for me sometimes, it's a it's a burden that we are having as trans people. And I don't think it's our responsibility as trans adults to try to solve every single problem uh, for trans kids out there. Uh, if you're a trans adult listening to this and you're like, I just can't, Mercury. I, I don't have it in me right now. It's okay. But for those of us who have a platform, for those of us who do have the ability and emotional um, capacity to help, we should help. Mm-hmm. We should try, you know, um, as they were saying about ne- maybe not having a local group, there should be other trans adults in that group, right? Like there should be trans people involved in these transparent groups mm-hmm. that can also guide people and see I think it's important for parents to also see that I can be 36 years old and a number one best-selling author and be successful and run a business. Because up until recent history, trans people were not seen to be successful. We're only seen to be deceptive. We were only seen to be conniving or the villain in -hmm. someone else's story. And now we get to be an actual three-dimensional human being that also does great things, but it can also be flawed. And that's important. We need to see reality, you know? Um, And that's tough. Uh, That's tough. But I could rant about this forever. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Next call. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about something else that we can fix. All right, so this question is just a little bit different. This one was sent to us as a text message, so Ooh. I'm going to read that off for you. Oh, a little bit different. <laughs> so we have Sharia, she, her pronouns, mm. sent us some very cute pictures of her cats and says, Hi, my cats have destroyed some of my door trims and baseboards by scratching at them. <laughs> I have to move out in a few months. What's the best way to fill these in, or do I have to replace the trim entirely? (laughs) Boy, those are definitely fun. (laughs) Wow. Okay, we're going to be posting these on my Instagram. So if you want to go to my Instagram and take a look at the photos and the cats, you can absolutely do that. Boy, this is a fun one. Can't wait to talk about this. So let's give her a call. Hello. Hey there. Hi. How's it going, Sarera? 
Hey, it's good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy that you called. Anything related to cats are going to make me happy right out of the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you, too. Okay. So it's I'm so happy. Okay. So tell me what your names of the cats are, because that's the most important thing. And then also tell me a little bit about your cats, because I just want to know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So my oldest is Bella or Bellatrix. This is before all the JK Rowling stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one. I know we're reclaiming it, right? <laughs> so that's Bella. Um, sweetest can be. She's a little special. I think all great tabbies share like four brain cells among them. Um, <laughs> and then my white one, my little nub cat, her name is Storma Jean. We call her Stormcat or Storma Bean. She is just the prettiest little fluffiest baby, and the worst part is she knows it, um, and Aww. she causes all of the trouble because she knows she's going to get away with it. Oh, she looks evil. Like, she she has, like, this whole, like, I'm such a little princess, you have to love me kind of, <laughs> kind of mentality. Mm-hmm, that is exactly her. I made a monster. She's too cute. Now, just to clarify, she's the one that's caused most of the damage. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter <laughs> how many thoughts posts I buy her. It doesn't matter what kind. Oh. She just has it out for the trim. You already answered. Damn it. That makes me so mad. So you, so you already try to redirect her energy with different. I've tried. Yeah. And yeah. she'll use a few of them. And we've even got ones that we've like put up like against the door handles and stuff so it's still in that like same area for that vertical reach she wants nothing to do with it oh that makes it so tough so it, it I know. do you have one of those that like lay flat on the ground by chance like one of the i do well sort of we've got one that lays on the ground and it's wavy and she does really like that one um but she still won't let go of the baseboards we're working on it um i you... have to get her some of those little claw cap things is she an up and down cat does she like to climb at all no and that's she the doesn't crazy thing. she's not a vertical cat she huh doesn't Hmm. Okay. She's a uh, little spoiled princess. Are, is this old Howard floor you have everywhere in the whole house, or is this? Is it's this... laminate, actually. Laminate. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have any carpeting anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, carpet in a few rooms. You do. Does she tend to rip the carpet up at all? No, actually, not too much. She'll dig a little bit in one room where we have a water fountain. But I think she just likes to dig before she drinks water. It doesn't matter what the tar- carpet or anything is. Okay. And last housekeeping question to get to know her just a little bit. How is her mm-hmm. little box behavior? Ooh, it is. <sighs> she has some issues. So both of my cats okay. have a little bit of GI problems. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it. So, so here's the thing. I, okay. I love how the trans handyman is going to have a lot of cat information. But my spouse uh, is obsessed with cats, and I've learned more from my spouse than I've learned from anyone in my entire life about cats. And we are obsessed with Jackson Galaxy. <laughs> oh my gosh, we do. And I'm crying I, over cats. It, it is wild how a lot of most of the behavior issues stem from mm-hmm. bathroom hygiene and stem from like litter box stuff. And I would be curious, do you have one litter box or two? We have three, actually. You have a good amount for two cats. That's good. Are mm-hmm. they in strategically located areas? Like, is there a litter box that's close by this specific trim? 
There is actually. That's interesting. Okay. So this is this is what's fascinating. I'm going to tell you some stuff. I'm not an expert on cats, okay? I'm not. But I I have some suggestions maybe we can kind of go from there, okay? So first and foremost, she's not a vertical cat, but she's definitely at some point she's having a fixation, right? Mm-hmm. And cats have fixations for a lot of reasons. It could be something that's like a hangover from being a kitten or it could be, mm-hmm. you know, like nervous tendency. I find it interesting that she is doing that instead of doing the cat trees and doing scratching posts. I find that very interesting that that's what she's doing instead. Is there, was this always her behavior or was this something that has recently changed? Oh, that's a good question. They've always done it. It's gotten a little worse, I want to say, over the years. And they definitely have gone on a few areas that aren't near the litter boxes. I'm not sure if correlation is causation there. Yeah. But it's suddenly something interesting I haven't explored. Okay. So all that being said, it's mm-hmm. always hard to fix a problem if the problem is going to keep happening. Right? Like, right. Like, I can tell you to fix the trim. And by the way, that is going to be what it is. You're going to have to replace the trim. <laughs> you could use wood putty. You mm-hmm. could try to... It's painted trim, which is in your favor, right? Like it's painted white trim, which is mm-hmm. genuinely what you want to hear as a renter, right? Like, like right. you want to hear, <laughs> you know, if this was if this was like unpainted trim, there is no flipping way you would make this look good. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So you could Never. use wood filler or wood putty, and a lot of it, and then you yeah. could try to get it to look decent. And smooth by sanding it. You want to make sure you get standable or paintable wood filler because there's some kind that you can't do that with. And oh, really? then when you're done with that, right, then you can try to paint it and see if it looks good. I'm, my, my, I'm willing to wager it won't look good. But if you paint the whole frame, the whole thing, the same shade of white that you're going to do, it might blend well. It might, but it might not. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really hard to know for sure. Right. Only way to find out. But here's a good thing. The trim itself mm-hmm. is fairly affordable to do, to redo. Now, the, the sad reality is not just the trim. It's also the frame, right? Mm. Yeah, like, it goes into the frame, and that is more expensive. That is something that you're going to have to try to wood filler. Honestly, this is kind of like... You might have to take the cost of this from the landlord. You know, like you can replace that trim. I don't know. Give the trim a try. If 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 you try to wood filler and it ain't working, then I would go with replacing the trim. And if the the frame still looks not great, then I would try to just be like, oh, maybe I can just will wood filler the frame a little bit and get away with it. It's will wood filler isn't that expensive, so you could get a yeah. whole big you know bucket of it for like nine dollars you know just no that's really not i mean and all all you need is like a good plastic knife and then you'll be good with it and then you're gonna want to get like a a pretty decent paintbrush and again when you're doing it don't do patches of paint do the whole like from the floor all the way to the top Right, so it kind of blends in. Yeah, seamless. yeah, you want all of it. And if it doesn't look good after one coat, do two coats. Oh, yeah. Okay. And also, like, as a former professional who worked in property, I will tell you, I would do shit like this. So, 
I'm just saying. <laughs> it's you, the landlord special. I know. Button. It's the landlord special. What are they going to do? Are they going to replace the whole thing? Probably not. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, you know. So that would be my thought process. Give it a try. See what happens. You're not going to be out a ton of money. The most you're going to be out of is probably the paint. The paint might cost you the part. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. all that being said, then on top of that, you should put a guard. Then you need to get a plastic. Do they make guards for that? Yeah, they do. And if <sighs> they if they don't make a like if they don't make a guard that fits this, then do me a favor and get those like cardboard corner protectors that factories use to for packaging. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like if you get a fridge, yeah, that's so smart. If you get a fridge and you get those like thick cardboard corners. I don't know what they're mm-hmm. called. Basil, can you look up real quick what those stupid things are called for me? Um, <laughs> this is why I now, have Basil Do you Basil think here. that would encourage them to scratch at it more, though? Okay, but that's the thing, though. If it's thick enough cardboard, it won't matter. It won't matter. Touche. And, and no th- it's, it's going to be thicker than where their claws are. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would, I, and you can always replace the cardboard a whole lot easier. Then, oh yeah. The sure. only thing that I think might happen is that you might fix this and then cover it up, and then that little brat is going to go somewhere else and do it in a different trim. So I <laughs> would be, I would be cautious, and then I would also prepare to do it on multiple doors. <laughs> yeah. So fortunately, we're moving out of this place soon, so I'm going to do all the repair work right before we leave, and then we're going to really tackle the behavioral stuff at the next yeah. place. But that's the I thing. That's the it, line of action. It, if she still does the behavior on that, on that stupid um, corner, then that's okay. You know, I even wonder if you could get mm-hmm. some rope, like you know, um, there's specific type of rope that you're supposed to use for oh, like that cat not twine. No, it's not twenty. Can you look it up real quick, Basil? Too. Basil is looking up everything. I've done this before. I've used rope and I've wrapped it around stuff before. What you could do (laughs) is that you could get like either you use that piece of cardboard and you just wrap it through around the cardboard, or you get a piece Mm -hmm. of wood and you attach it somewhere not permanently onto the frame in some way, but then wrap it in rope, and then maybe that will also be a deterrent. Meaning then, then, then. She can use it as a scratching post because she is anyways. Do you know what I mean? Right. Meet her, meet her See, where... This is how I've made the monster out of that cat because I just give in to her and find ways to but make it work. That's the thing, though. You're <laughs> not... The, the, the thing is, don't look at it. You're giving in to her. You're communicating with her and you're listening. So, like, when we're talking about cats, cats can't tell us and we can't tell cats what they can and they cannot do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her behavior mm-hmm. is if she was in the wild, she would be doing this shit anyways. It's it. Oh, yeah. So it's like we're meeting her where she's at with her behavior and helping to deter it in a way that's not going to cause damage in your home rather than being like, let's punish her over and over again because that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like anyone who's been around cats knows you can't really punish a cat. You, it, uh, oh no! They're just gonna come back with spite. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I I have two. Rightfully so. I have two boys that wake me up at every day at four a.m. in the morning, and no matter oh, what I do, I can't. If I lock them out of, out of the bedroom, what are they gonna do? They're gonna scratch and damage my damn bedroom door. If I put mm-hmm. them in, if I put them in their crates, what are they gonna do? They're gonna sh- poop in their crate and then make me regret that decision, right? If I <laughs> if, if I don't feed them and I just let them. 
you know, meow at me continuously, what are they going to do? They're going to then scratch or bite or they're going to knock something over. So either mm-hmm. I can refuse to give in to them, which is a reality that we can try to do, or I can try to meet their behavior in a way that meets with them. And the way that we've come to terms with that is me waking up and just, you know, giving them a little bit of attention in the morning and not feeding them right away, waiting mm-hmm. until that time. And that has really reduced a lot of the problems. Like, they know if they wake me up, I'm not going to do it still. I might get up and I might be in the couch for two hours, but I'm not going to feed them until the time we're going to feed them every day. And now they've kind of backed off. They don't wake me up as much because they're not going to get what they want anyways. They're just going to get mom waking up. You know what I mean? Right. So Maybe they just want the attention. Yeah, exactly. And they're very needy boys. And she sounds like she's a very needy girl. But all that being said... Basil's going to give the information on what those cardboard cutouts are called. So searching, I am finding them under just cardboard corner protectors. There was a couple okay. other similar names. What What's the cost of those? I mean, do they come in single packs, Basil, or do you, are you going to have to buy like 10 of those? Um, that is because I remember I got... So this those cardboard corner protectors are also really good when you move out. Like, when you move out and move into places, it's so easy to damage the stupid corners of every apartment building I've ever been in. So, I advise to use that when you're moving in and out, too. So, because they're, they're thick. Those things are thick, and they're designed to be 90-degree angles. So, like, they're going to fit most corners that you're dealing with. I'm seeing a pack of 50 on Amazon for about 35 bucks. A pack of 50 oh, for 35 deal. Yeah, and then also you have them for your friends then. I mean, like, that's a lot. <laughs> we I mean, are all protecting corners today. Yeah, and also I think you could probably go to, like, FedEx uh, and probably buy them individually too. I think I, I would be wager a guess you could get them at FedEx uh, or any type of, like, mail center. You could probably walk mm-hmm. in and buy them for, like, two bucks or something. And then the the cat rope that you were looking for is called uh, Sissel. Oh, yeah. That's what, yep, Sissel. So it's a little prickly, and it's not great to a human touch, but it does work really well for kitty cats. And the way to adhere that really well is to wrap it and then to staple it on a side where the cat's not going to get to it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. If you wrap it tight enough, it's not going to slip and slide anyways. And wherever you put a staple, just make sure it's not going to be in a way where a cat's claw is going to get to it. Does that make sense? I think we answered this pretty good. No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. You guys helped out a ton. I would have never thought to think about the cardboard thing. I didn't even think you could buy those. I don't know why I never thought about it. Oh, uh, yeah, if that's th- you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's they also make like corner protectors for just regular walls and stuff, like plastic protectors. But you know, when you're talking about a trim like this, it's not going to really fit. Where the cardboard is, I mean, that's thick enough and wide enough that it should cover most of it. And if it doesn't cover, you can cut it to fit. Yes, it, you can always cut it. And if it doesn't fit the rest, you can always put any any cardboard there. Do you know what I mean? You just got to make sure mm-hmm. it's thick enough so that it will deter the claw. You know what I mean? That's the only thing you got to do. Yeah. Like those packaging heavy duty boxes that you get from like Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-hmm. They might work too. Like if you don't want to go the corner route, you could probably just get one of those and do the same thing. Just wrap the whole frame. Like you could wrap it from one corner, from one side of the door frame to all the way to the other side of the door frame, just with one box. Do you know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, and it just just make sure that you're using painters tape 
to adhere it to the wall or frog tape. Yeah, don't use duct tape. Do not use duct tape. Or oh, never, never. If you don't mind putting a few pinholes in it, you can always use like some type of tax too or something like that. Just make sure that it's not going to yank out and pop out of the wall when your cat's trying to use it. Use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Does that did 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 that make you sparkle? Did, <laughs> did that... <laughs> it did. This was wonderful. I feel a lot more confident being able to deal with this now. I've got a few different solutions, so feeling good. Wonderful. Well, I hope you have a really good day. Please give me give me uh, give my best to your kitty cats. Okay. I will. They will get so much love from you. Thank you again so much. Yeah, no problem. I'm so happy that I can help. And have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> you as well. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Uh, I just want to start by saying I absolutely love your videos. They're short, simple, sweet, and to the point. Very easy to follow. I'm having an issue. The hot water in my sink faucet has absolutely no pressure all of a sudden. The cold side is perfectly normal. So I was wondering what I could do to fix that. My name is Candace. My pronouns are she and her. Thank you so much, and thank goodness for you. Hello. Oh, hey there. Hi, Candace. How's it going? Hi. How are you? It's great. How are you? I just want you to know I can't say your name right up the front. I Candace? Candace? Cadence? It's okay. It's Candace. My best friend, Sarah, like my whole life. Um, she can't pronounce it, so she just calls me Kansas. Kansas is a great. We're gonna go Kansas. Hey, thank <laughs> you, thank you for calling in. Uh, I I hope a tornado does not lift you up. You know, like a Wizard of Oz. The bad joke, bad joke. I tried. No. Sometimes I'm bad. <laughs> I'm not good at my job. Sometimes, you know. But anyways, okay, Kansas. How's it going? <laughs> has your has the on uh, the the pr- pressure gotten any better, dash worse, or anything? Honestly, I haven't tried to do anything with it yet. The person that actually owns this house came in and did the whole, used that air compressor and blew some lines or something. I don't know. But, like, oh. literally, as soon as he left, as soon as he left it, like, the pressure was gone. Oh, wow. You just solved it. Wow. Okay, so what is was it? it was it like that before they did that? Uh, like low pressure on the high side or the hot side? Yeah, was it like that before they 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 uh tried to clear the lines? Yes. It was and like, it, and then it got worse. Yes. So okay. now there's like the hot water just barely trickles out. Like it was uh, fine. It's the water and then supply. He left and, it's the water supply. So okay. okay, do you have do you have a hand, one handle that controls the hot and the cold, or do you have? One handle for the hot and one handle for the cold. Yeah, one for each. Okay, so it could be two things, but with them using uh, an air compressor and it getting bad, so did they open up the line and then try to blow through your water supply, like through a a hose? Yes. Oh, so they tried to... Yeah, no, no, then, then I'm wrong. It's your stem. So, okay, you have the hot water and the cold water... You have something called a stem system. Okay. If you had one handle, you would have a cartridge, a, a cartridge system. And a stem is something that's underneath the handle of your faucet. Okay? okay. And okay. it's basically what controls water coming in and out and stuff. When it goes bad, when a stem goes bad, it mm-hmm. will cause 
low pressure and just be a, a living nightmare. Okay. Yes. Also, sometimes, um, because there's there's two separate lines underneath. There's going to be one for your hot water and one for your cold water. Okay. Uh huh. Um, the reason why I brought up the water supply is because sometimes the water supply that that connects the hot water to cold water and all that gets kind of clogged with calcium, and okay. that can be a, a common thing. But if they blew the lines. They could have caused more damage inadvertently to that stem if it was already on its way out. Oh, okay. So, well, see, he I, went and bought a new faucet and put it on, and it worked. And like literally thirty minutes after he left, I turned the hot on, and the pressure was back to the same way it was, only worse. So you're telling me that they put in a new faucet? <laughs> okay. You're killing yeah. me, Kansas. You keep <laughs> giving so me sorry. information after I give you the answer. What? This I'm is so not sorry. how this works. <laughs> I'm supposed I'm so to give sorry. you the answer, and it's, you're supposed to give me all the information, and then I give you the answer. <laughs> and then... Listen, honey, I'm from Tennessee. I'm a little backwards, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my friend. Okay. So now, oh Jesus! Now you're just making it harder. Okay. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you put they put in a new faucet, and it was good for thirty minutes, and it got bad. And yeah. okay, so have they changed the water supply? Have they changed Wait. the holes underneath? The hose underneath. Uh, actually, I think he did. Let me look. It's been a little while ago. Um. Yeah, they look new. They look brand new. Well, not brand new, but you know. Yeah. Not as old well, as the top is there. This makes me so irate right now. So you change the water supply. You change the faucet. Uh-huh. So it's not going to be the stem. It's not going to be the sink. It could be the lines. They blew the lines. Yeah. Is it something in the hot water heater? But it's only, it, wait, it's not, it's not hot water in your shower. It ain't hot water in the, nope. in the bathroom sink. It is nope. only the hot water in your sink in the kitchen. Yes, the cold water runs perfect, but just when you turn that hot water on, there's it's just trickling. Well, either they didn't blow the line hard enough, and they didn't clear okay. it properly, or I'm missing something completely. Because <laughs> I, you know, I I can't even think of one die darn thing that it would be at that point. I think that no, the hot water heater typically would be the answer there. But the fact that you're not having that problem anywhere else is really interesting. So it's yeah, not it's so kitchen. you're still getting hot water, but it's just trickling out, right? Right? Oh yeah, and it's so annoying when you have to wash dishes. Yeah, you barely can wash the dishes at that point. Yeah, you either got to put yeah, you got to just use straight cold water, or you got to wait for the hot water. Yeah, we have to wait for the hot water, or I'll put a cold water in a pot on the stove. I just don't want it. I, you know, I like doing things myself. I've got two boys, and I was going to tell you, your videos have helped me so much. I've been able to show my two boys how to do these things, too. So you're helping us tremendously, by the way. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> uh, I, right now, I'm going to have Basil fact check a few things and try okay. to hunt down some answers really quickly for you and okay. see if we can find a list here of possible things that it could be. And then I'm going to tell you how plausible it is in your situation. Uh, okay. And maybe that will narrow it down enough. So when you okay. tell the person who owns the space what's going on, maybe you might have enough vocabulary to help it. Okay? Okay. Because, again, 
the people who are living in a space typically know a lot more about the space than the person who owns it. <laughs> right. Oh, you yeah. Well, I mean? honey, I've been here for eight years. You've been here for eight years? So <laughs> yes. Have you ever had this problem before? Have you ever had any type of problem like this at all? It, it's just this, this same darn faucet. So, you, I, I, like, I'll, I'll watch your videos, and if we get a little hole or something, I'll patch it. And, you know, I'll, you help me put in a new bathroom um, sink, by the way, and it's perfect. Oh. It's just this kitchen faucet. It's just a faucet, and this has been going on for years. Oh, yeah. He fixed it, and he saw that it was fine. I was like, I'm not bothering him. He was here for like two or three hours that day working. I mean, so he owns like a lawnmower company. He's just not, just to clarify, this has been going on for eight years, this specific um, problem. Off and on, something like that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. seems like a larger problem with the line itself. Oh, that okay. might need to be, yeah, it might be kind of beyond fixing and let, I don't know. I wonder if we, if it's calcium that builds up in there, and that typically is. Um, where do you live right now? Do you live um, in Tennessee? Oh, that, yeah, I'm in Elizabethan. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I don't know what the calcium level, I don't know if there's a lot of calcium in that area, but that can clog up a drain pretty bad. And I okay. wonder if something with a high pressure of water coming from the water heater wouldn't solve the problem. Huh. I wonder. I wonder. I, I don't know. Basil, did you get anything? Yeah, basically everything that I went through is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the problem with this one is that basically all the top reasonings are all the things I said. So. Okay. I think that either they didn't blow hard enough on the line and they okay. didn't because if you just go in there and you just use a air compressor and you just put it on for one second, that actually isn't going to do much. You got to go uh, in there okay. and you got to hold it on. You got to hold it in there. Okay. And you got to make sure it gets all the far, all the way down. Right. Okay. Um, okay. That makes sense. And, and, yeah, he didn't hold it on there very long. Yeah, it's it's it, it, I, that might be the problem. It could be that maybe there was human error when they were trying to clear the lines. Do you, okay. by chance, know if they have looked at your water pressure valve at all? Ooh, actually, no, I don't. That would be weird if the water pressure valve. That would be really weird, Baze. Like, if it's... Okay, so your water pressure valve is on your hot water heater, right? But if okay. if that was the case, it could should theoretically all, cause a problem for every single hot water in that space. Mm. But maybe I don't know. What if it was partially closed? I don't know that. I don't do enough work on hot water eaters. The only reason I right. ask is because it says here a busted pressure regulator um, significantly reduces water pressure um, and can cause random spikes and dips in your water pressure output. Oh. Well, that's over my head and through the woods, buddy. Me and Kansas are both like, I have no idea. I stopped listening the moment I heard the big word. Right over my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kansas, I hope we filled you up with enough knowledge that made me point you yes. in the right direction. Um, it's got to be the lines at that point. That's okay. the only common denominator that isn't fully solved. You know, okay. how long of a journey from the hot water heater to the kitchen? 
Like, oh wh- gosh, it's it's close. This is an older house, so the hot water heater is literally in the kitchen. Like, okay, maybe two feet from the sink. That's even fucking weirder, dude. <laughs> that's even weirder that that's the pro. Isn't it crazy though? You'd think that like, I wouldn't have a problem at all with this one. Yeah, because a part of me was hoping that it was a last in the line. Right, Baze? Right. Yeah. Baze and I were thinking the same thing. Like, if it was, like, your shower, and then it was, like, your your bathroom sink, and then it was your kitchen, well, then maybe there's something there. But if it's, like, the first one in line, and it gets that clock, someone, okay, if you're listening to this right now, and you have a solution, you better call in. I am fascinated Please. with this one. Okay, Kayla says, I hope this helped at least a little bit. I, w- I wish we could give you better advice than, ah. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm just tickled I got to speak with you, so well, it's all good. <laughs> I'm tickled you let me call you Kansas over and over again. <laughs> I used, you wouldn't believe everybody does. <laughs> well, my friend, I, I wish you luck, and I hope the pressure is a lot better on the, the other side. And I hope that someday uh, your ruby slippers... Finds the solution. Oh boy, I should have stopped. I should have stopped. Okay, talk to you later, buddy. Bye bye. All right, bye. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. Everyone, thank you so much for making this such an amazing experience with the Handy Ma'am Hotline. Um, this is one of the last episodes we'll be doing of this version of the show. We will be coming back in February underneath a new name called Maintenance is a Drag. And we'll be telling you more about that later on. But thank you so much for making this show amazing. We still have a few more episodes coming out uh, before we kind of change gears. But this has just been a great time. And we're so happy that you enjoy the new format. We enjoy the new format, too. And we're going to do an iteration of it going forward. And we're very excited about it. All that being said, thank you so much for making our book tour so successful. If you're listening to this right now in December, hopefully we have made it through the book tour. Uh, We've done 52 cities and it's been a blast meeting so many people. Over 12,000 people have come out and have met us and we have loved it every second of the way. So thank you so much for making it an amazing experience. And if you have any questions or concerns or you think I mess it up, please do me a favor and call this number. 608-205-8768. And leave your grievance with that voicemail. And we may return it. (laughs) If you got your own questions about your own DIY projects, please make sure you call that same number. And until next time, just remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. The theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and make really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. 
If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trans Please hang up and try your call again.